Mother's Day. It is the week of Mother's Day, all you wacky mothers. And I believe that was the old music. We're still, listen, you guys, we're still making the move. This is me being low tech and not knowing how to get the files to the right people. So uh, my apologies. We've got. <laughs> We've got a lot of it. I feel bad. I desperately, I ask people, hey, let's interact. Let's interact. And they provide wonderful music. And I'm like, oh, we're going to use that. And then like, oh, I'm going to listen this week. And then it's the old music again. I swear, I got you. I will figure it out this week. It's, I can do this. So anyway, uh, it's Mother's Day, you, you wacky mothers. How you doing over there, uh, Gimlet? I'm doing well, thank you. You have a good Mother's Day? Did you get crazy? Did you get a little uh, a little mimosa going in your blood? Um, no, oddly enough. Um, my husband had to travel for business, so he left this morning and uh, had plans to go have a late lunch with the parents and my daughter and my son had to work. And nice. ended up driving an hour and 15 minutes to the restaurant. Oh, boy. Way up north. Um, and I get to the restaurant and at the bottom of the menu, it says no alcoholic beverages on Sunday. Sorry for any inconvenience. I'm like, even so then, on mother's day. <laughs> yeah. So next thing you hear is tires squealing. Yeah. Right. And, I'm like, in the whole, the whole gypsy clan peels. out. I, I looked at my daughter. I'm like, I don't think Poppy's going to stay. <laughs> That's a toughie. That's a tough one. But we did. So what, but where, we did. What was the what was the cuisine? I want to know. What what did you eat? Um, I had scallops and a red pepper sauce with Ooh. some veggies and a salad and a little homemade peach cobbler for dessert. So that was nice. That sounds delightful. Yep. And then I came home and took a nap. That sounds delightful. Yes. That sounds delightful. I needed one of those today. I'm a low. I'm a low energy uh, Loftus party guy today. Wow, what's up? Yeah. Well, my plan. I've been getting up very early. Uh, the wife was out of town. She was in Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, for some family stuff. So I've been, uh, I've been kind of Mister Mom for the past couple weeks, and that's cool. I dig it, you know. Uh, but there's like carpool involved. Uh, and then I got thrown for a loop on Friday because Thursday night I got I got called up to the big leagues on Fox News. Yeah, Fox and Friends during the week. Woo-hoo! It it was nice. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. So Friday, my Friday, I had uh, all arranged, and then Thursday night, uh, the the people at Fox were like, yeah, I did a I did a couple of the Sunday. Uh, Fox and Friends Sunday shows, and I guess those went well enough. They're like, "Hey, let's have him on on a Friday. Let's close the week out with uh, Michael Loftus from the Loftus Party." So, in order to be live for the East Coast, I I needed to be uh, in a car headed towards the Fox Studios in L.A. at like three thirty in the morning. Yeah, which means yeah, and you're going to be on camera and stuff. So that meant like I got up at like two fifteen, and so I tried to go to bed. So I very little sleep on Friday. Very mm-hmm. little sleep. Did Fox? God bless them. God bless them. They had a makeup artist there, and that lady she gets uh, five gold stars for getting rid of the uh, Samsonite luggage <laughs> underneath my eyeballs. I was dragging ass. So uh, did that. Uh, that went very, very. That went very well. 
lots of uh, lots of stuff going on there. And then I plan to get in a, a lot of sleep on Saturday. I'm like, ooh, I'll sleep in on Saturday. My kid, my oldest, is doing like these. They they have you take these tests before the the PSATs. He's not. Right. He doesn't graduate for a while, but he's doing these pre tests to see how he does. And and of course, that was at the crack of dawn on, on a Saturday. Saturday? Yes. Ugh. Yes. Because it's like extra blah blah blah. So Saturday got thrown to the wind. So uh, the wife gets home last night. There's a story in there. We'll we'll circle back around to the to the wife gets home last night. So uh, this morning I'm gonna sleep in. I, I know it's Mother's Day, but I don't give a crap. I'm sleeping in. Now, uh, what the wife will sometimes do, she'll she'll watch uh, stuff on the YouTube in bed, mm-hmm. and she didn't have she didn't have her uh, headphones plugged all the way in. Oh, so the sound was blaring. So I woke up to some. She's watching some Donald Trump uh, speech, but like you don't want to wake up that way. You don't want to wake up. No. You don't. And then, and then, then I tell you what, I'm one of those people, uh, uh, gypsy. Once the once the squirrel is on the little wheel in my brain, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going back down. It's like, oh, then I got to do this. I got to do that. So I am sleep deprived. It was the craziest. Uh, wasn't the craziest, but it was a, a weird, weird weekend. It was a weird, yeah. weird like last three days. Like, all last week, for some reason, my internal alarm decided 5 a.m. was the right time to get up. That's awesome, though. What time are you going to bed? I wasn't falling asleep some nights till 11.30 or so, but no, I am not a morning person. Not at all. Here's here's what I found out. Hmm. I am much better, and this is like the worst radio ever, but I don't care. This is like a peek behind the curtain, you guys. That's what this is. This this is just some real crap going on in our lives. Uh... (laughs) I'm way better. If I get four hours of sleep, I'm good. If I get five, I'm toast. Oh, I heard da da da. Yeah, that's actually that? my phone telling me to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Now I, I'm right a, I'm a seven to eight hour kind of girl. So yeah. Oh mm-hmm. oh, I'm saying I'm saying in a in a doomsday scenario, doomsday uh, scenario. But it's it's all sleep cycle stuff. So anyway. Uh, Fox News went very well. Um, you made Steve Ducey laugh. That's good. You know what? Here's here. I'll tell you this about Steve Ducey. Here's what I liked about him. Hmm. When I'm sitting there in the little chair all by my lonesome in the middle of the, uh, the, the conservative bunker in, in Santa Monica. Right. Steve Ducey came on during the commercial break. That guy's nice enough. This is a smart move on his part, and it's a very nice thing. He comes in. I can hear him through the earpiece, and he's like going, hey, how's it going? Thanks for getting up. So we're going to be talking about this. He kind of does like a little pre-interview thing. It takes about 30 seconds, and I think it made all the difference. It was a wonderful – That's actually a good idea because you can't see when you're in that studio, right? There's no visual? No, no. Yeah, so. So so that was crazy. Here's the nice thing. Fox and Friends – uh, tweeted out my appearance, mm-hmm. and that was it. It kind of blew up on Twitter. Then Fox News tweeted it out. The whole then, thing. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, just so like was one of those nice. little thirty-second clips. It was like the whole two, two and a half minutes. That was very nice of them. Very nice. nice. It was like the third most popular thing they did. I was right behind uh, President Trump. Was number one. Mm-hmm. Diamond and Silk. Uh, coming in at number two, and I was nipping at their heels at number three. Nice. So that. That is fantastic, and uh, I stand by every word uh, that I said. A lot of 
I'm, I'm pulling a Michelle Wolf over here. I stand by every word I said. They're bullies. They're, oh my god! I didn't respond to anybody. They they oh, put no. out the wrong. Uh, yeah, they 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 announced that the uh, the Loftus Party guy would be there, and they used that Twitter handle for like a moment. Then they switched it over to my personal account. But boy, you should see that'd be fun to do. We should do that. I should just scroll through. Uh, well, it was tweet. like Fox and Friends. The Fox and Friends accounts used at the Loftus party. Fox News used at Mike Loftus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So much hatred. Just so oh much. Oh my god! Just it was the so level funny. of attacks were and, just like it, it's it, and it's it's especially funny when you're saying that you guys are bullies. You guys are bullies, and then they respond by bullying you. <laughs> well, even better, you're like sitting there laughing about it, right? Like yes. You're having a good time with the whole concept, and you're laughing about it. And they're like, look at the snowflake. I'm like, are you serious? He's crying. He's crying. Look no, how he was laughing. <laughs> and all the, the snowflake emojis and the crying emoji. Yeah. Oh, And then this is the other one. This is where I almost got involved. A couple of people tweeted the uh, when Trump does his uh, shaky arms nervous guy. Right. They keep. They, they keep that one alive. Like he was making fun of that disabled reporter. Right. I will say it again and again and again. There's so many clips of him doing that bit in so many different interviews. Uh, just Google it, you guys, and you can see that, that uh, that's a character. That's a bit. Our president has bits, and one of his bits is nervous, shaky guy. And it's funny every time. I think the first time he did it, he was talking about how much he spent on the wedding. Uh, when Melania, when he and Melania got married, and oh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's a funny bit. So there's lots going on in the news. We're gonna catch up on that. Mm-hmm. I want, and, and there, we'll we'll keep going with the personal stuff. Okay. I, I'm all in favor of that. I'm in that. I'm in that weird kind of mood. I'm not in attack mode today. I'm more reactive. Ooh, I'll tell this story real quick. Okay. This will. This is good radio. Um, and this is the power. And you know what? This is what they call a uh, a, a teachable moment. This is why uh, the Loftus Party were 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 involved in pop culture as well as politics. If your world gets so small that it's just politics, you're in deep trouble because there are larger forces at work. Okay, so so I did Fox News. It went very very well. I got a a, a bunch of retweets. So. So that's that's the the baseline for this. My wife's coming back from Columbus. Now there's a band from Columbus, Ohio, uh, called Twenty One Pilots, and their music is very very hard to categorize. It's 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 funk, it's alternative, it's rock and roll, it's hip hop. It's they're very eclectic. You probably heard uh, a a big song of theirs in the Suicide Squad uh, soundtrack. They were the best best new artists I think last year at the Grammys. Really, didn't you channel game. them in a YouTube video? I sure did. Yep they they did an awesome cover of uh, Elvis's uh, "Can't Help Falling in Love with You." I did that. Actually, I did that last time I was in Vegas. As as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I, rec- I recorded that live. Yep. in Vegas. So uh, my wife is on the plane. Uh, she used a boatload of miles and got a very good seat. And uh, she's sitting behind this kid, and she mm, they're watching the same movie. It's well, she doesn't say a word, but she thinks she recognizes him. Can't be sure. Thinks she can't be sure. So when they finally land, uh, she she goes over to him, 
and granted, we live in Los Angeles, and you, you see celebrities all the time, and there's a way to approach them, and she kind of pulls, you know, sidles up to them, and she, and she goes like, Josh? Because that's the drummer from 21 Pilots. There's only two dudes in the band, right? Right. And he looks at her, and he's like, yep. So, okay, we've established this is the drummer from 21 Pilots. She's like, hey, uh, you know, my kid's a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. His first concert we saw sold out Madison Square Gardens, blah, blah, blah. So this kid is nice enough, is nice enough uh, to sign an autograph. So they they go off to the side, as as you kind of do when you're at LAX and you're with a celebrity. He's got a Sharpie. He signs it. He introduces himself, uh, shakes my wife's hand. They have a very nice exchange. Like the kid couldn't have been nicer. She didn't like blow his cover and be like, 21! You know, she didn't like make a huge scene out. So she posts a tweet. She just takes a picture of this kid's uh, autograph. Right? Right. That's got like 9,000 likes, (laughs) freaking 2,000 retweets. (laughs) Like, I'm on, I'm like, I'm on Fox News. It's a huge network. I'm on there for two minutes. I thought I did well. My wife gets a rock and roll kid to sign the back of a coffee receipt and she's she crushed me in the fame category. Right. So or so, the guy uh, from Twenty One Pilots did. It all depends on which way you look at oh, it. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. They're, they're a wonderful band. He's a and it's great when you meet people like that and they're cool. That's because it, it it can always go the other way. But uh, so yeah, so in the she's she's crushing me in the likes and the retweets. So if you're listening and you're you're on the, the the Fox News channel, I need to go back on. I need to be a little bit more controversial, maybe some light nudity. Uh, I I'm <laughs> nudity prepared to go on there. Fox? No, 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 no. Wouldn't that be great? No. Yeah. So uh, that was a that was a great time. So the the loftus party we're get, we're getting the name out there and this is like last week we we're talking about this oh my gosh and this is another great one the youtube channel bunch of new subs on youtube love it love it love it the the video this week on facebook is just going great love it love it love it so uh you guys are awesome you're awesome our our little community continues to grow and grow so those are what the big stories those big, are the big personal stories. stories. Yeah, yeah the big the big personal stories. Now we'll get to more like uh, new stuff. I watched a lot of MSNBC today, just no to see what's you're going on. Not li- yeah. That, that, well, I like I, to see I like to see what's going on. And I t- did did you watch any of it? Uh, do you know what you know what the big brouhaha is all day today on MSNBC? <laughs> Big brouhaha all day today. Normally you can tell by what the entire media is freaking out over on any given day, but nobody was really freaking out. Well, I guess they were having some kind of private conversation somewhere in the White House. Oh, uh, this thing? And I, yeah, and some, mm-hmm. some girl, I don't know who she is or what department she works for, she goes, well, you know, who cares, uh, blah, 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 uh, John McCain's uh, dying. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was it was very dark. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't funny. Uh, however, literally, literally, they were treating it on MSNBC today like it was a hostage situation. 
left. Like they like how many hours they had panelists. They had a panel convened, and not just for one hour, not just for two hours. At the top of every at the top of every hour, their lead story is when will the White House apologize? Have you seen anything like this? This this wasn't even a joke. This is horrifying. John McCain is a hero. John McCain is a hero. And like a countdown for and then, oh, they're not gonna apologize. What if they don't apologize? What is this? It was just um, mind-numbingly stupid. Okay. I was trying to sleep and I couldn't because it was like just enraging. Well, here's the thing. From what I read, and I could be wrong, this staff meeting was about leaks. Stop leaking. That's so hilarious. this other conversation takes place and, and somebody, somebody immediately it. goes and leaks her comment <laughs> to the press. Right? Which, to me, nobody ever said she laughed. Nobody ever said she was mocking. Nobody ever said, so we've got this whole meme out in the press, which the left just loved, right? John McCain doesn't want Donald Trump at his funeral. Well, okay, that's John McCain's choice. God bless him. My prayers are with him and his family. Um, Who cares? I don't care. But the left really, really cared, so they made a huge deal out of it. So the only thing I can fathom is that during this, uh, this kind of looks bad. This is crappy. Da 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 da. And girl says, "Well, he's dying anyway. I just let's just not worry about it." Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's a fact. It's not. I just don't understand what the freak out over that was. Meanwhile, halfway across the globe. You've got the grand opening of our new embassy in the, uh, in Jerusalem. Like you have a, a like the balance of power. You could you could argue the balance of power in the Middle East is shifting. Oh my God! I, I, you would think that would be the big the big story, but no. Some no. some girl makes a, a wise crack in the White House. Well, the big and we're going to count down the minutes till the apology. Well, the big story about the um, dedication of the the new embassy was something about Ivanka and Jared and because they're um, observant Jews when they flew, it wasn't like it wasn't the right time or something. I don't know. It's just people. And uh, what, what department does Steve uh, what what, whatever you say, is he like the treasury secretary? Yes. Okay, so uh, they're going. Well, there they are landing, and there's a and uh, uh, it looks like Ivanka and Jared, just like dripping. Ivanka and Jared decided to make the trip, like they're just like uh, on vacation. Meanwhile, uh, the Treasury Secretary Steve Munchkin is like literally right. Like I think you could say, oh, a cabinet member's there too. Mm-hmm. I guess this is kind of a big deal, uh, but it was. Uh, it's fantastic. It oh my gosh, and then this was hilarious too. This was this is a joke I would need to do on the TV show. It's not really a joke, but it's like a great example. So they have a, a Google Earth image of uh, Jerusalem, uh-huh. and 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 they show here's the pinpoint where the embassy is, and then they go here's like the no man's land where no one really goes. Uh, it's contested, uh, and as they're talking and talking, I, I pause it, and you can just see like. Here, here's the part where, like, uh, all the the Jewish people, all the Israelis people live, because like you can see on Google Earth. Okay, there's there's freeways, there's paved roads, there's like a soccer stadium and nice stuff. 
And if you look to the upper left of the screen, the lower right is like uh, Palestinian territory, and it's like dirt roads, shacks. It's just, it was just like, get it together. It's so all these people who, you know, just oh, Palestinians, Palestinian. Like, well, how about you? How about you clean up the territory you got before you try to roll things back uh, to pre nineteen sixty seven or whatever? How about you pick up a broom? And clean up your area, and maybe build. It was. It's. It was. It's. It's sad because I know people are suffering, and I don't want to make fun of that. But it's like it's so. It was just blatant. Like Israel has their act together. There's greenery. There's loveliness. And then on the lower side of your screen, you'll see. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Well, I mean, if you take a look at it, Israel is like. I look at Israel like the last stand. That is the only country in the Middle East that values freedom, that provides citizens from all over the world, and not just Jewish people, a certain equality and egalitarian. And I mean, that is the last bastion of Western culture moving in that direction in the world. And, uh, you know, the amount of crap it takes from the UN, the amount of of just garbage it takes from the political left in this country is just maddening. They're doing yeah. what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yes, it's crazy. I forget which comic. I, I honestly can't remember who it was. But they, uh, it's not Paul Reiser. But anyway, that uh, they are like, imagine a football field, uh, and there's a matchbook in the middle of the football field. And everybody's arguing about the matchbook. That's like the Middle East, and the matchbook is Israel. Like yeah. everybody, it's like. But here's the great thing: I guess whoever runs Saudi Arabia, the crown prince or whatever, right. he just gave the, the the Palestinians some advice. He's like, "I'd take whatever deal America gives you." He's like, "You're on your own, guys." I, I, well, that... I love that Saudi Arabia is at least pretending to come around. I know they're making a lot of changes, but that's awesome news to have Saudi Arabia going to the Palestinian people. Eh, I'd, I'd take the deal. <laughs> I take the, but part of that is Iran. So if you're oh, Saudi Arabia, lovely. you're going to hang out there by yourself? Or are you going to say, hey, Bibi, we got something in common. Those yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's, I mean, that's, I, I, that's actually been going is, on for over a year and a half that those two countries have been talking more. Everything is going mm-hmm. swimmingly. Everything is going swimmingly. They're, they had some pundit on Fox News today talking about, oh, North Korea. Oh, North Korea. And like, what is what what is the harm? What is the and this guy's like, well, we might have the talks with North Korea, but if they don't go well, then it's going to. Then, then, then it's bad. And I'm like, how, what, how can it be, how can it get worse? Like they were already lobbing uh, missiles around and stuff. They're already, they're making a big show about dismantling uh, their, (laughs) their nuke facilities. Ceremonial dismantling. I saw that and I just started laughing. It caved in. There was an earthquake. (laughs) And then, and then they, and then they, oh yeah, there there was either an earthquake or a a giant uh, sonic rail gun went off on, uh, but but I guess Trump gave a thing. I'm all over the board here, but this goes to the North Korea. Like Trump's at some rally, and he he says uh, Kim Jong Un uh, did himself and his country a great service. 
by releasing these three people. Yep. And on MSNBC, they're tearing him up one side and down the other like he's like he's uh, he wants to get in bed with Kim Jong Un. Like, what is what's the the bad part of that statement? He did something we wanted him to do. You did you did yourself you did yourself a favor there, guy. You did your people a favor. Keep you keep going and watch how nice we can be. It's, it's insane like how nice we can be. You're walking into like normal ways that leading countries act. Like when you release yeah. hostages and you decommission your nuclear facilities and I don't know, loosen up some purse strings and actually start letting your people eat. Yay. Yeah, wouldn't that be <laughs> awesome? And like listen, and if, if you and if you're uh, Kim Jong un and I guess he watches a lot of American TV and listens to a, a lot of uh, American stuff and he has like a crush on Dennis Rodman. Well, uh, hey, Dennis Rodman did a good job. Dennis Rodman softened him up. Uh, Maybe uh, we should we should send Dennis Rodman over uh, to the embassy in, in Jerusalem and start talking to the Palestinian people. Uh, Mike Pompeo was on the Sunday shows today. I thought he was uh, missing. Oh, that's that's a great one. That's a great <laughs> one. The New York Times. The New York Times is like he's missing in action. He's he's AWOL. This is a few days ago. Now, in the meantime, Mike Pompeo was on a plane to go uh, get the the release of these three American hostages yep. out of North Korea. And the New York Times is like, Mike Pompeo, you can't find him. Guy's AWOL. Guy's AWOL. It's like, geez, you are just loaded for bear. And they're saying Melania Trump doesn't sleep in the white. Like, I don't I, – I don't want to solve the problem of the media all at once, but it really – like it's not that hard. It's not, All they have to do is like lighten up for like a month, even less. I bet three weeks would do it. Just report the, the facts for like three weeks and everybody will be so impressed and the president will be so impressed then. But like I'm immune to it. They could, they could say anything. And, and that's the – oh, that's the other thing that just drives me crazy. They're like, oh, these Trump people, yeah, they, they just – they're, they just don't listen. They just don't listen. They're, it's, and it's like you have been doing this every day. You have been telling me the sky is falling every day since before the guy took the oath of office. Oh, yeah. And like it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work. It well, it's really actually, doesn't. Because I bought myself a Mother's Day present hmm. several months ago. Um, oh, that's cheating. What'd you get? Well, no, it just happened that the book release date was the week of Mother's Day. Um, okay. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, Mother's Day present for me. Um, got Selena Zito's book. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we we said hello to her at uh, CPAC two years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. No, Selena, Selena was on uh, Face the Nation this morning. What's really interesting is she and her co-author um, – a guy who on Twitter is Brad on message, and I cannot remember his last name right now. Shame on me. Um, they actually commissioned this huge poll of Trump voters in the Rust Belt. Okay. And once you start reading her book, she's they very carefully go over the whole media characterization of who a Trump voter was. Because they were mm -hmm. so angry that they didn't win, and they're still so angry. Like, I'm just amazed we're, what, two years out, and they still haven't wrapped their head around the fact they lost. Yeah. Like, yeah, you had a terrible candidate, you had terrible ideas, 
and you lost. But part of the cautionary tale in this book is if you keep painting people with your big old broad brush like that, when we can show you through this polling archetypes of about seven different types of people who moved from Obama to Trump or chose to vote for Trump, yeah, you're going to lose even bigger next time. I and I I hope so. I really hope so because that that whole thing drives me crazy. That like somebody and I'm sure I, I mean it's a lovely thing that they did this study and they can characterize who and who and this, but like somebody's gonna some idiot is going to throw millions of dollars at another study. We've looked at the seven basic uh, kinds of Trump voters, and in Category 3, we, we, we did exa- exhaustive testing. We spent $100 million, and they like the color green a little bit better than they like the color teal. It took us six weeks, but we have T-shirts designed with a slogan that say, I'm still with her, but now they're in green. You know, It's like that that kind of crap. It's like that's when common sense has just taken a holiday. Like nothing – I, it's, it's, but here, this I'm, book, I, I got my panties in a twist. I'm sure the book is great, but Trump was talking common sense. Like it's yeah. not, it's not rocket science that they keep trying to figure this out and blame somebody. And what did we do? We should have gone here on the 12th of May and it, and the sun was in freaking the, the eye of Venus. You, you had crappy ideas and a crappy candidate, but the, the book, you were telling me about the book. The book is good. Oh no. The book is really good. Very is this interesting. Selena's book? Mm-hmm. Yep. And what's it called? The Great Revolt. The Great Revolt. Well, mm-hmm. that's a that's an awesome title. That's an awesome title, and I could talk with her. We should have her on the show. Talk talk about that book till the cows come home. Yeah. Because that's. Well, I mean, she's been covered. She's she saw this coming, in you know, not too long after he came down the elevator, or escalator. Well, it is. Uh, wow. That's, yeah. That's that's very very early. I was driving from New York to Columbus, Ohio, uh, shortly after the election. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you have to drive all the way across Pennsylvania. And That's a it long drive. Was, it was shocking mm-hmm. how many Trump, vote Trump, vote Trump, like the, you know those little things you put in your yard? Right, the uh, yard signs. Yeah, just driving down the freeway, you're like, whoa. So if anybody – and I think Selena did this, and I think this is the one of the very, very smart things. She seems like a, a very smart person. I think she was driving around, and that's what you hear from most of these reporters who are driving around. They're like, dang, if you just looked at the yard signs, you knew who was going to win this thing. Well, and she – I mean she drove – all over the country reporting on voters and places that are not typically covered. And, you know, the folks at CNN don't routinely get on a plane and go actually talk to people they don't interact with a lot. And she has been saying this and saying this and saying this and saying this since very early in the primary. I think it's really driving some people crazy that they cannot convince uh, the conservatives. And I, I, it's weird, and there, it, it is personal <clears throat> because you have uh, the Bill Crystals of the world and, and, like, the George Wills. They just – they cannot let it go. They, they, they can't let it go. And I really – beyond uh, beyond the way he behaves, the way he says things, if you, if you take that – and I know it's a big buy, so just hang on tight to your steering wheels for a second, everybody. <laughs> 
But if you put all that to the to the side, just forget the language and, and the gruff behavior and look at the actions and the results of those actions, mm-hmm. you'd be thrilled like I'm thrilled. Yeah, um, no, it's, actually, it's really going well. It's one going of the um, really well. One of the bigger uh, Trump critics, if you will, during the primary and even during the election, David Limbaugh, Russia's brother. Yeah, he actually wrote an article that said, um, "If you can't wrap your brain around this, is actually going okay, whether you like him or not. You just sound a little silly at this point. <laughs> you sound you sound like." The uh, and and listen, politics is not going to always be like this. This and I've said that before, but but it's like you, you've got to try to let it go. I'll tell you who just made who just made really big strides in in my book, and this is I thought Jimmy Kimmel, I guess today, uh, or or maybe last night, said that uh, he thinks that Americans are getting tired of the Trump bashing. You think? And <laughs> he right, must have and, seen you on Fox. <laughs> Well, it's 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 wild, and it's and it's. Listen, I, I didn't start this yesterday. You know, mm-hmm. you and I we've been doing this for a while. I was doing the flip side three years ago, right? And I, I could feel it coming. Mm-hmm. I could I could feel it coming. That like, and this was the like the big mantra from last week's show. Everybody keeps telling you it's it's going great. Everybody keeps telling you it's going great, but you just don't feel it. You mm-hmm. just don't feel it because your eyes don't lie, your ears don't lie. You feel it in your gut. When I was on uh, uh, Anger Management, it was a show with Charlie Sheen about he was a psychologist, whatever. But I found out about this thing like emotional intelligence and the blink instinct when you just you just know something. And that's right. and that that was my everybody kept telling me Obama's doing great. Oh, this is awesome. That's great. This is no, it's cool. oh, it's going so good. And it's not. It's not. Like factories kept closing, and and I'm listen, I'm all for circling the wagons for a little bit. I I really am. Uh, this whole they're they they're saying it again. They've brought back this mantra. I know we're all over the board, you guys, and but I, I honestly today I don't care. But the whole the the whole immigration thing and and the dreamers and blah 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 and like it's none of this is rocket science. Like. I'm at the point, and I think we discussed this months ago. Just let's let's build a wall. Let's get that border secure. We have a line. We're very generous. We are a very very generous co- uh, country when it comes mm-hmm. to legal immigration. But like, okay, and I'll, the dreamers can stay. Everybody can stay. But no one else is coming in. Boom. We're locking the door. We're we're shutting it down for a little while. You can come in legally only. If you come hopping over a wall. Boom. Instant. No court date. No nothing. Um, that's ridiculous that you hop over the well, wall. That's so I, uh, I just actually kind of lost. I <laughs> I like John Kelly, the, Trump's chief of staff. Oh, yeah. Very they're, accomplished they're military him. hero, et cetera, et cetera. He, uh, he said something to NPR. And when you read the entire comment, he's not wrong. No. He's not wrong. Most of the people who walk over the border um, don't have a lot of skills. And you know that because if they had means, they probably would have gotten a visa and flown in. We do have people who fly in and overstay their visa. But generally, those people have a little bit more means. 
And I'm sitting here and I'm watching them just rip John Kelly apart for this. And I'm like, what you people are supporting is human trafficking and slave labor. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and, when you're and talking and they're trying about... to make him and they're trying to make this guy out to be some kind of racist. No, he said they're good people. They're kind people. I sympathize with why they come here. But the law called, is the law. He, he called us stupid. He called us stupid. And it's like, hey, uh, the Pew Research Center, they've done they, – they've got the research. Like the, the majority of immigrants who come from this country have this level of education. That's just – that's – I'm sorry. And then, I'm very sorry. And then the emotive, ridiculous tweets and the one I cut off the top of my head, Karen Tumulty. Raise your hand if your, your ancestors came here from rural areas with fourth, fifth, or sixth grade educations. She does this stupid gif. Yeah. I'm like, here's a paper mill in 1920 when my great grandpa got here. Here's a paper mill today. <laughs> okay. That's great. My great grandfather yeah. died in a paper mill because it was a manual process and you turned things and it was run with steam, right? Now wow. it's a big computer. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, things. Things have changed since the Industrial Revolution. I started looking things up because I'm like, even agriculture. So okay, you know, still a lot of agriculture in this country: California, Central Valley, Southern California, Florida, etc. You know, the Midwest, but the Midwest is a lot of things that are they're harvested with machines. They yeah. now have a machine that harvests cabbage, tomatoes. I mean, all of the things that those farm workers used to come get paid, you know, on a migrant basis to, to do the yeah. harvest, they're all being yeah. mechanized. What I saw, maybe I, I'm having some kind of weird deja vu. Uh, I saw some giant machine that does uh, cucumbers mm-hmm. and it also does carrots. Yep. And it is viciously effective. Yep. Viciously effective. Those whole, uh, <clears throat> the, the whole, the, the days of uh, grapes of wrath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those days are gone. Well, I mean, I mean, they've been doing it with wheat and grain for years. You have these huge combines. It goes, clears the field, da-da-da-da-da, threshes the thing. Why did you think it wasn't going to happen with other stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a toughie, but uh, we're very generous with our immigration policy. There's a line. I'm, 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 I'm done with hearing politicians talk about our immigration systems. They've been saying that. Since flipping Ronald Reagan, this like we have laws on the books. I'm done. This is how you know Washington D.C. is completely broken. Trump said, oh, yeah. "I want four things: I want border security. I'll double the number of dreamers. Right? Mm-hmm. I want money for you know for the border, and I want to kill the visa lottery and go to a points-based system for people coming in legally." Those items have somewhere between 58 and 64% approval in the general population. Yeah. They're still sitting on Capitol Hill talking about doing the Queen of the Hill process for four different immigration um, pieces of immigration legislation when the president has already told you what he will sign and what would be considered a landslide in an election, right? If a candidate yeah. got 62% of the vote, that's considered a landslide. It's, a landslide of the American people want exactly what he said he will sign. 
it is mind boggling. It's it ridiculous. is mind boggling. And that's what and that's what I think like the air quote genius behind his campaign was. It's it's not like Americans are racist, but we mm-hmm. but we can see a we can see a problem. And we're like, wow, what somebody should do something about this. And these these tools on the left and these tools on the right go, well, we need a comprehensive. I'm going to sit down and really uh, how about this? Shut the door. There's a line right there. Everybody get in line. We'll take a million of you a year. A million. That's a ton. Mm-hmm. And, and the, oh, well, we've got we're going to do a study and blah, blah. And meanwhile, you know, scramble, scramble, scramble. People keep showing up. And no, I don't believe that's going to solve all of our problems. However, we spend a boatload of money on these services. Yeah. Holy cow. I know I was telling you about this last week, but wow. The uh, the the homeless situation in, in L.A., that's it's it's ridiculous. I saw I saw a thing the other day. I don't know what city did this, but somebody put up a, a picture of it on Twitter. Some city spent uh, God knows how much money and got this piece of art. And the piece of art is a uh, uh, like a bronze bench with a bronze homeless man lying down across the bench uh what? with uh like a cup yes and i think i think a, a few hundred thousand dollars were spent on this piece of art why to to highlight the problem and the plight of the homeless and it's like hey moron first of all you can't even sit on the, you can't even sit on the bench because there's a there's a bronze homeless guy lying on spend that money spend that money on a program like instead of having oh i'm gonna be reminded by art here's an idea uh like like help somebody uh, get a shower and clean up and and help them find a place to live and an address so maybe they can get a job my friends who live in LA county tell me, tell me all you have to do is drive around what like do you the mean? problem is that obvious you don't need a freaking statue <laughs> oh i don't know where i don't know where the statue was i i gar- I, I think it's probably somewhere in california but but yeah la has got we got a we it's I've been here for a while, and it's as it's as bad as I have ever seen it. As I have ever seen it, and a lot of the people are—I uh, don't know if it's uh, drugs, mental illness, or a combination of both—but uh, it's bad. It is bad. They're gonna have to figure figure something out. Oh my gosh, I am. Oh, I'll tell you guys this. This is great. This is perfect. We're making the the twenty minute turn here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing uh stand up. I got to remember to take my microphone for the podcast, uh, next okay. Sunday. I'm doing stand up at, uh, my buddy Brad Garrett's comedy club in Las Vegas next week. It's a Monday through Sunday. There's one show a night, eight o'clock showtime. It's always an absolute blast. And I'm going to be hanging out after the show. And I'm going to talk to anybody and everybody who wants to talk. Uh, about this show, uh, the the website, theloftestparty.com, and and poly- whatever. I'm just gonna I'm gonna hang out after the show. I'm gonna meet some people. I'm gonna plant some seeds of goodness. It's gonna there be a blast. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I don't know if I'm gonna gamble much. I got a lot of other yeah, stuff I need to gamble. do during the day. Oh my gosh! And I'll tell you this. I uh, like I was telling you at the at the, t- at the beginning of the show, like. Friday, very little sleep. It was kind of a while. I sat down Saturday, and now I'll be able to do it next week. I sat down Saturday, and I go, I'm going to blog. I'm going to do it. 
And like, I was trying to think about what I could talk about. So I sign in, I go to the loftusparty.com. I sign in super easy. Uh, and like click, click, boom, I'm in. It was so, I didn't write anything <laughs> because I knew head, that. No, I had my other kid had to go to a party and I had to get, it, was, it got busy. However, I'm going to have time this week, but like you guys, if you want to, if you want to, you've got to jump in on this thing. It is so stupidly easy to navigate. Uh, I can do it. I'm the guy, I'm the guy that can't, can't forward a hunk of music to our, <laughs> our producer. I can't click forward on on that. But oh, and that's I should say that dude who sent me the music could, could uh, send me the uh, send send me the MP3. That's yeah, we uh, definitely Michael, need the MP3. Michael at the Loftest Party dot com. That's the that's the cool email, you guys. Oh, so, wait till you see what you get now. <laughs> I don't. Hey, I'm into it. I, I still got to go to the what is the the other social media? The me we. Yeah, I know. You still don't have a picture. I gotta go there. Still I gotta a do taco. that. There's so I'm such a taco. You know what? <laughs> I don't on know Mother's, what those are supposed to be like the standard um, Abby on that platform, but they look like tacos. I don't know. I'll tell. Oh, I'll tell you this. This what? is great. Uh, we had Taco Tuesday. Uh, me and my kids. Every uh, Tuesday like, should be Taco Tuesday. Right. Here's yeah. what I just discovered. The people who make the the corn tortillas, the super crunchy ones. I hate mm-hmm. tacos. I hate them. I hate your I hate your traditional crunchy taco. <clears throat> they now make a flour tortilla, uh, a crunchy one, and ooh, that's a good taco right there. Give me the crunchy Is it flour like tortilla. The taco bowl kind of concept. Yes. Okay. Yes, but it's a it's a taco. But yeah, like the whole the, the, a taco is a joke. A taco is a, a, a horrible joke. I'm like I'm like Seinfeld now. Well, what's the deal with the taco? You can never get an equal bite. There's like one good. There's two good bites at a taco. There's that first one and the last one. Everything else, it's either all lettuce or all meat. It's see, we've God actually bless. we've actually gone to the taco bowl. Mmm. Yeah. You're with the president on this one. Do you ever well, have the no, taco? No, no. Bowl? Yeah, except my taco bowls are way better than that, and they never have ground beef in them. Because yeah, no. Um, but we make some very interesting taco bowls. Well, what do you what do you do? What are you using if you're not using ground beef? Using like like shredded beef? No, 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 no. We use chicken or carnitas. Oh, okay. Shredded I do, chicken. I do How you cook really it? How you cook good chicken? carnitas. Mm. Mm-hmm. How are you cooking your chicken? Um, I marinate it in lime juice, olive oil, cilantro, garlic, cumin, and coriander for about Didn't a day. For, holy moly. But are you doing like what a crock pot? You putting it on the grill? What are you doing? Oh no, we grill the chicken. You grill the chicken. Okay. Mm-hmm. I bet but, that's yeah. delicious. Yeah, we just got tired of that. Not only that, like when you hold the taco and then things fall out and It's disgusting. It's horrible. Because I like it's to use the corn joke. tortillas, not the flour tortillas, and that's even worse. Yes. So Give me a soft taco any day of the week. Give yeah. me a burrito no, any no, day. No, 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 the no, burrito. no, no, not the crunchy ones, the the white corn Soft corn tacos. Oh, you can okay. get street tacos yeah. in. Yeah, 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 like street taco side. Those there ain't nothing wrong with those. Ain't yeah. nothing wrong with those. I love me a street taco. But so I'm I'm uh, jealous of you once again. I got I got two things to say uh, before we. Uh, one thing to say before we get to the jealousy aspect. 
Uh, I love that meme that's going around right now. Uh, Chris Pratt makes $10 million more than this background artist on Jurassic Park. What? I they took somebody, somebody we were talking about last week. Somebody was like, like, oh, my gosh. Uh, Chris Pratt made more for Jurassic Park than his co-star, uh, you know, Andy Griffiths or, or Opie or Ron Howard's daughter. And and you're like, yeah, he made millions. That's he's 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 a box office star. Right. He, that's Chris Pratt. He's the, he's an Avenger. He's Guardians of the Galaxy. He's he's, he's star in Jurassic- <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a movie star. That other chick, uh, Ron Howard's daughter. I've only seen her in one movie. She's and- cute, but. Yeah, but like I'm not gonna go to I'm not listen. I'll go see a movie if Chris Pratt is in it. I'm not gonna go see a movie if uh, little Ronnie Howard's daughter's in it. Yeah. So that that's how Hollywood works. He's got box office appeal. He gets more. So somebody was making fun of that article, and there's a picture of Chris Pratt like running down the street in the movie, and in the background there's a chick, <laughs> like in a crowd of people, and it's hilarious. But they're like. Chris Pratt made $10 million more than this, and it's an obvious joke, and it's just so hilarious to watch people get enraged over it. They're like, of course he made more money. She's like, no, you guys, it's a joke. It's a joke, it's a joke, it's a joke. You know, I can't be on social media as much as I used to be on social media because, you know, life. But I think yes. I think my new goal is to just do something very early in the morning with the sole intention of outraging people. Well, that's <laughs> really what it is. I, it's funny. I was thinking about this in the shower today. Like everything. Oh, shower thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Did you? Like, what? What? <laughs> Speaking of outrage. Did you see this ridiculous Tom Steyer ad that he put out? No, I don't even know who that is. Oh, Tom Steyer's big California environmentalist. He was huge in funding Bernie Sanders. He's um, he's a gajillionaire that runs that Impeach Trump website oh, and thinks he's going to run for national office. Yeah. Yeah, it was basically like this mother, it's a Mother's Day ad, this mother, well, you know, when when he was in junior high, he started stealing, but not from me, from those that are less fortunate. The last shot of the thing is a stupid picture of the Tiki Torch Brigade from Charlottesville, and, you know, the last line the mother says is, if your child is thinking about being Republican, talk to them. I wish I had. I'm wow. like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. by the end, I am cracking up. I'm like, that's you hilarious. think that's effective? Please do more like that. Do more like that. Yeah. Because great. I didn't vote for Trump, and that will make me do it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. And that's that's why it's, it's fun to watch uh, Candace Owens take off. It's fun to watch kanye west uh take off it's fun to watch like people have reactions to commercials like that like wow you're really going bombastic you're really going <laughs> like, what are you, you trying to what are you selling a hard left there i can't even i can't even follow you <laughs> just it's oh my god that's you hilarious know, you know who i saw interviewed today who dave rubin Dave Rubin of the Rubin Report? Yes, I have always seen Dave Rubin, Rubin interview other people, but I actually saw him interviewed today. What an interesting guy. 
Yeah, so he was actually talking about his history on the Young Turks and how he got kicked out of the progressive oh, movement. <laughs> here's the here's the crazy thing. I'm just now learning that Dave Rubin is a liberal. <laughs> I really, I always thought he was a conservative, but go ahead. He was well, a young no, he Turk. calls himself a libertarian now. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, he kind of, he he talked a lot about, because he's gay, he's married to a dude, right? Whatever. Gotcha, gotcha, um, good for him. And so when he was in college, kind of getting indoctrinated or into the idea that, his rights, like he was a lesser person because he wasn't treated equally in society. And once gay marriage became kind of the rule of the land and, and he started to look around and say, well, uh, I'm as equal as anybody else. Um, yeah. And he basically got pushed out because he wanted to have conversations like that. And those are conversations you are not allowed to have because they disrupt that whole intersexual or intersectional sexual. Wow. Don't know where that came from. It actually um, kind of worked. <laughs> that whole intersectional identity pyramid bar graph that the left used to figure out who the biggest victim is. That's all it is. It, yep. It's the constant victim. You have to be a victim. Don't you realize? Don't you realize that uh, you need the government to come in and help you? That's it's your only hope. Well, I mean, it's starting all over again with with women. I mean. Michelle Obama, Hillary Clinton, they're, they're starting this meme, ladies. They're starting the meme, and it's all to support Kamala Harris in 2020. Mark my words. And, I'll, and, mark, and mark my words here. Something is terribly, terribly wrong with Hillary Clinton. Really? Yeah. Something – I saw some pictures of her. She's on the road, and, 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 I, and I'll say this in all honesty. There's this perception that uh, – Whatever. She's on a book tour, uh, people. She's on a book tour. She wrote another and book? She's gonna... No, this is like still what happened. Oh, I think she's okay. still doing what happened, but she's like in her she's in Australia. She's all over the place. Mm -hmm. She wants to stay busy. I can I can dig it. And everywhere she goes, like she's in India, they're like, Hey, do you think you know, being uh, a woman uh, was the problem? And she'll go, uh, you know, being a woman, da, 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 and she'll espouse upon that. And then people lift that sound bite, and they'll go, oh, now she's blaming this. And then she'll go to another country, and they'll go, hey, do you think blah, blah, blah is the problem? So I really don't think she's whatever. She's, she's kind of a whiner. I'm not a fan. I'm just going to cut her a little bit of slack. However, they show these pictures of her. She's always wearing a really long jacket, and something is protruding from her back, like some kind of back brace or uh, spinal brace, and she can't stop wearing the big fluffy uh, scarves. Hmm. Maybe like, she's got think some about, like huge goiter or something. <laughs> I something. I'm sorry. Something no, happened to that chick. But what struck she keeps, me she this keeps week, falling down. Oh yeah, she's been having that problem. But what struck me this week is she and Michelle Obama and some of the other leading. Uh, leading members of the third wave feminist cabal um, are using the exact same language, just like we've talked oh. about with CNN and Russia, 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 right? Yeah. Women are suspicious of one another. So they're taking an entire gender and trying to make women feel guilty about not trusting other women. 
it doesn't work, ladies. It doesn't work. Because if I'm a woman on the right, I look at you as an individual. You may be a woman, but you have a history. You have behaviors. You have things you've done. There's so much more to you. And yes, I was terribly suspicious of Hillary Clinton starting in about 1998. Um, And I was never going to vote for her because of who she is as an individual aside from her gender. Yeah, and I think everybody just... everybody smells a political machine from a million miles away. Everybody recognizes this chick doesn't mean anything she says. She'll say anything and change nothing. Well, and not just that, but I have every right to not vote for a socialist regardless of their immutable identity characteristics. <laughs> that's too funny. That's I, I don't too, care that's, what that's color what your was. skin is. I don't care what gender you are. If you're a socialist, I'm not voting for you. <laughs> it's really that's that hal- easy. That's hilarious that you brought that up because uh, I was looking up Dave Rubin. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then uh, I had a little snafu with my computer, yada, yada. I had to reboot, blah, blah, blah. So I Googled Dave Rubin. Then, of course, being a, a little bit of a narcissist, I Googled myself. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very weird. There's a big separation. There's no like, there's no like a uh, passive bleed over between Michael Loftus, writer, comedian, producer, and Michael Loftus uh, from the LoftusParty dot com. However, really? there was some old there was some old article on there I saw that's like I'll tell you why. I guess I guess I said this in an interview. I'm like I'll tell you why I voted for Trump because I don't want to live in a socialist America. <laughs> It's like, it's like it had nothing to do with like, oh, she's a woman and I don't trust her. Listen, and that's I, I love it. I love it when I see uh, the Democrats and the and the the leaders of the Democratic Party just going down these horrible uh, trails of thought. I don't want to help them. I'm like, keep going, no, keep going, keep going with the identity. You keep 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 telling everybody. Because I know, I know without a doubt, right now the Democrats are going to nominate another woman in 2020. I'm putting my money on Kamala Harris. And oh, by the way, that's the last time I'm saying her name from here on in. She's Willie Brown's mistress. That's bada it. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Um, Barack Obama loved her, supported her career, et cetera, et cetera. That is where the entire Obama coalition is going to be behind. And I'm never going to vote for her because she's a socialist. <laughs> yes. I don't yes, care please. if we both wear a bra. Yeah, bring bring Kamala on. People tell me I'm wrong, but I'm with you on this one. I think that's who it's – she's definitely going to be in the pack. Oh, she's gonna running. Huge, it's going to be a huge pack, but she's going to mm-hmm. be in there. Okay, uh, here's why I'm jealous. Here's why I'm jealous of you yet again, and we got to flip the script on this one. You've already got your tickets to see Deadpool. Yep, and Solo. You've you already got your tickets to see Solo? Yeah, that's the next Thursday. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's tragic. It's tragic. <laughs> and I won't be able to talk about Deadpool 2 next Sunday because you won't have seen it yet. Nope. And I'll but probably see... have seen Solo by the time you see Deadpool 2. I'm going to try to see Deadpool uh, Tuesday night. I'm going to see if I can do that. Not then... this Tuesday. No, no, I'll be no, doing a show. Tuesday. Oh, that's right. You're in Vegas. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I saw one movie when I was in Vegas years ago. This is how long I've been. This is how long I've been at the game, you guys. I saw uh, Finding Nemo <laughs> in Vegas. 
me and uh, what was her name? Something Murphy. Really funny female. Really funny girl. Mm-hmm. And we went and saw Finding Nemo. And we were both like blown away. And I'm like, no, trust me, Pixar makes really good movies. <laughs> so anyway, I will have to catch up with you on Deadpool 2. Uh, man, that dude is funny. Man, Ryan Reynolds is funny. Oh, it, it, oh. that couldn't have been more perfectly cast. He just owns and, that character. And you know what? And this is where, and this will be the the closing thought for to, for today. For this will be like the closing theme of the show. Life is going to knock you down. It happens mm-hmm. to everybody. You might not see it. You might recognize it. We all get knocked down. You got to get back up, and you got to prepare for the future. But you got to get back up. And Ryan Reynolds, uh, he was. I forget who he played. He was in an X-Men movie, Gambit. He played Gambit in an uh, X-Men movie. He was supposed to get his own spinoff, and it never happened. Swing and a miss. Then he was Green Lantern. That was his big, big movie, and swing and a miss. So I guess he personally championed Deadpool, was very involved in the writing, super hands-on. Like, he loves that character. It's it's weird. I'm 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 very happy for the guy. Yeah. Like he's got a, he's got all the money in the world. He's got a great life, but I find myself, hey, good for you, Ryan Reynolds. You didn't give up. <laughs> it's so weird. Well, my favorite. It's so weird. That was one of my favorite tweets here in the recent past. He's like, "Here's the trailer for Deadpool 2. You never get a third chance to make a second impression." <laughs> he's like, an idiot. He's yeah, great. I know. It's great. It's fantastic. All right, so enjoy Deadpool. Have a great week, everybody. Yes, I will be blogging uh, at theloftestparty.com, and you can too. Yes, that's, we want you that's, to. That's, it's really the exciting notion of the whole thing. Uh, however, you guys uh, who listen to this podcast, you were here on the ground floor, and I can't thank you enough. You were here because now it's it's happening. I I know I say this a lot. But maybe maybe I'm just saying it for myself, but like. Uh, uh, a couple little idiots starting a little thing and all of a sudden now Fox News pays attention that's a wonderful sign that's a wonderful sign yep. so we is on our way go to theloftestparty.com everything's there podcasts videos great blogs you should blog what are you waiting for get up off your ass and do it I'll see you next week bye bye